Welcome back to the Crypto Circle podcast, guys, and welcome to the season finale of season three. Now, on this week's episode, we wanted nobody else. We didn't want anyone else apart from our good friend, the man himself, Riz. And Riz is somebody that people in the Crypto Circle community really look up to. People aspire to be like Riz from a trading perspective. And this episode was really just a great insight into his journey not just as a trader, but before, what he was doing before that. And I think a lot of people will probably be surprised as to what Riz was doing before trading. Not that to say it was bad or anything, but it was just not what I expected. And I'm sure it'll be the same for a lot of other people. But the one thing that I took away from this episode about Riz was that he is a hustler through and through. I think Amish described him as Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses. You know, he's always got something going on, always got some sort of scheme running. And I've got a lot of respect for Riz. You know, he's helped me in my journey tremendously over the last 12 months and I can't thank him enough. And I'm sure it's been the same for a lot of other traders in the hub too. So Riz, from the bottom of my heart, from everyone at the Crypto Circle, thank you so much for what you do. We appreciate you. We love you. And here's a little snippet into the season finale of season three. Hope you enjoy this episode. I give them the Baby Pips website and I tell them, you know what, go through the whole course. Just go through it and tell me how you find it. Like, is this something that you could see yourself doing? I never, never, ever hear back from them. So that's the thing, like, you know, everybody wants to do something, but there's a very small amount of people that want to put action towards it that is actually required. And even with effects, it's not easy. Uh, you know, you have to, have to put in the hours. You could have told me, guess how the story went a hundred different ways, and I would have never came up with what I just heard. I think what you can find most in this story is just the constant search for something that's going to work, but not even just the constant search, but taking the time, taking the hours and refining what it is that you're looking for. Morning. Morning. How are we? Happy bank holiday in the UK. Yeah. So Corey, we're celebrating the Queen's 70 years on the throne. So everyone's going to get pissed today and tomorrow. Oh, is that what that was about? Because I'm yeah, sure you're posting yeah. about something. And I was like, uh, yeah. I'm passing on this one. Yeah. 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 So everyone has their own views on, on the monarchy. But yeah, everyone everyone's going to celebrate. Well, every day is a celebration when you're, when you're like Riz. So. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> but you know the weekend uh, it's looking good the sun's out <laughs> four day weekend in the UK you know you can't complain can't complain can't complain what's going on Riz long time what's up man yeah all good all good yourself yeah I was well uh, first of all I just wanted to thank you guys for having me it's an uh, honour to share the platform with some of the great guests you've already had here it's an honour and yeah I just want to be thank you guys for having me here all good, man. That's, all good, all good. That's all good, man. That's all good. What are you? What are your plans for this weekend, Riz? Uh, this weekend, it's been quite crazy already. There's so much going on. Uh, <laughs> weddings. No, no, I had a wedding yesterday. I have another wedding on Saturday. And yeah, just busy. Just busy this month. After COVID, all the events. Are we, are we not letting loose? Are we not letting loose in London in, in, in Knightsbridge or anything? Well, today and tomorrow, I'm a bit free. So let's see you. Let's see what happens. Riz, Riz, I'll be around in London later on. So just yeah, no, we can catch I, I, I'm just putting out there, that out there. No, I think yeah, a lot of people are going to be out today. Yeah. yeah, it should be good. You know what? It's this is a weekend where I wish I was in London. You know, because I bet it would be, I bet it would be actually really nice this weekend. 
I think so. I think everyone's going to be rammed though, so I'm a bit like. Eh. Yeah, that's, that's also one thing like they've closed you, uh, you get those people in it who are like 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 my Shamil for example he's gone to see his cousin in, in London I was like what are you going to do yeah. he's like oh we're going to we're, we're going to go to the parade I was like you're going to what no forget like, that you're going to go to the parade I was like well, <laughs> forget that boring <laughs> forget thing that, in the world. like he's serious man I seen him this morning innit him and his cousin's on his Instagram story they're posting yeah. me I was like oh no you can't, you can't be doing that bro you can't do that but yeah that's, that, that's, that's not me that's definitely not me I didn't even know there was a parade till yesterday because uh, I was just looking to see if the trains are running, and yeah, apparently there is. So yeah, you know, it's a mad concept though, isn't it? Like for other, like for like people like Korean or like other people out of the country to have like a queen still, like a king, like yeah. the concept yeah. of a king or yeah. a queen. It's so old, right? It's so old and it's weird, she man. She doesn't do anything, does she? Like, le- like legitimately? I don't think so. I don't think so. But she has a lot of power. Like yeah, she has like similar yeah. to similar to like the president of the United States. She yeah, has, but like, she has power, but she don't she don't use she don't use it because certain prime ministers are still in charge and they just seem to lie in the front center. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's a funny one, man. She, I was talking to this about Kuno yesterday. I was just like, I just find it bizarre. I just find it bizarre how there's just like there's a, there's a queen and a king still. I, I don't get me wrong. I I rate that she's been on the throne for seventy years. That's like that's solid effort, man. She's like in her nineties and she's still like you know fair play, man. But they should, I think, once she's she's done, they should just, and I mean that in the most respectful way, they should just be like, nah, sack it off now. No one, no one really cares. Mm-hmm. Wait, so that's today all the way until just the end of the weekend, or how does it work? Like, is it just people just going out, or? Mate, in this country, anyone who sees an excuse to go out and get pissed, and that's whatever it is. <laughs> Football. No, I'm saying, like it's yeah, yeah. Work is work is closed and everything today. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 right? yeah. Today, tomorrow is okay. two. It's, so it's two days worth of okay, two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the weekend as well. And the crazy thing is, everyone's like throwing street parties. Like even on my street on Sunday, it's like a street party and we've got one. To, we've got one today on our street, right? And we just need an excuse. Yeah, and I'm like, but I don't know anyone. I don't. I've lived here like six years. I don't know anyone's name i know one person's name because his number plate says it apart from that like they're just <laughs> random names i'm like okay i think cool. good good reason to uh, you know network with them people maybe and then man hand them some hand them some tcc business cards i have i have plans uh, unfortunately let them yeah. know what's being run run from the old let's just get into it mr mr sardar it's, it's very like you said, it, it's an honour for us to have you on, man. Never mind you feeling an honour to be on this platform. No, honestly, really, um, well, thank you. Yeah, bro. Honestly, bro, appreciate you coming on. Usually we've had a tradition of season finales of just having it as us three, or we usually have James on. But we thought we'd do something a little bit special this time and get Riz on. He's a very much sought-after member of the hub of the kind of Crypto Circle community. And he's just very sought-after in, in the FX community, should I say, overall. He's got a lot of knowledge, a lot of years spent in the game. And yeah, really, really happy to have you on, man. So without further ado, do you just want to give a little bit of an introduction to yourself, tell the listeners a bit about you and your journey over the last like five years or so? Yeah, sure. So known as Riz, I've been involved in about FX, I would say about, I mean, started about five years ago, really. So my actual background is I done my master's in mechanical engineering. I graduated in 2018, but for me, it was always... I realized, you know, okay, the education part is important, but I, there was always, I wanted to always do more. And also my parents, um, they immigrated and they came to Europe with pretty much nothing. And for them, it was, they came here 
and that survive. And for us, the next generation afterwards to build. So coming here, went through the education system, went to school here, done my A-levels, went to uni. And whilst I was at uni, I already had a side business at the time. So I was doing personal shopping and quickly realized, you know, there was more than just, you know, the university life, you know, go to work and, you know, that's it. By the time you're 70, you retire and that's pretty much life done. And I, I mean, I had quite, I had seen quite a few things already at the time that made me see through that kind of thing. So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, traveling on the tube and just seeing people, you know, living the same life like that. It, it really looked like a simulation at the time. You know, I was traveling early morning. Sometimes I had my dentist appointments in Central. And I would be traveling in the morning, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. And then, you know, just that rush, seeing everybody doing the same thing every single day. And it really made me question, like, is this what I want to do with my life? And coming up, once I finished university, my parents were not so fond of the idea, but I wanted to say to them, look, give me a few years. I want to risk. I don't mind risking a few years of my life and trying something that I really want to do then going on later in life and regretting not having done something that I wanted to do. So I took the path of trying to find out what I want to do. So it's kind of got into the whole crypto and FX space. Just went from there. So the first time I got introduced to crypto, so I was actually in crypto first before FX. Quite funny, a lot of people, it's actually the other way around, you know, they were introduced to FX before. There's a lot of Instagram, everything. It was quite retail pushy in like 2015, 2016, 2017 time, around that time frame. I mean, you guys were there as well in the same mm. time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time, it was quiet with Instagram and everyone, you know, posting profits and these empty four screenshots you would see. And the FX space was within the retail space was growing quite, quite a bit during that time. But I was first introduced to crypto. The first time I heard about it, it was in the summer of 2017. And this was through, so when I, where, where I was at the time, I was reselling. And in that space as well, you know, we were always looking for things, you know, what's the next thing or what's lucrative, where, where else can you make money reselling, personal shopping wise. So within that community, there was always things, you know, like within the digital space and crypto came up quite a bit. And I remember hearing about Ethereum in 2017 or summer, but my first investment that I took was in November. 2017 and at the time i i actually remember exactly what i bought at what price and it was crazy for me because i was just 21 at the time i had quite a bit of money at the time from my personal shopping what i was doing and you know i thought i'll invest a little bit in and see where it goes and it, at the time it was the first piece of investment that i ever made i had no idea of anything else no stocks the only thing that I knew from my parents, for example, it was just gold. That's it. Like, you know, just buy gold or like invest in gold. It comes quite a bit from our culture, I think. But there was nothing else. I mean, my parents, they were not really, I would say, financially literate. So there was a lot of things I had to go in and learn myself about. So, yeah, I took on the crypto space. I exactly remember as well. I had Cardano at two cents, bought XRP, Ethereum, and, you know, loads of other shit. And then what was crazy is seeing 
you know, my input of, I think it was 5,000 pounds at the time. And within three months, it went to like six figures plus on my portfolio. And I'm, I'm seeing all my uh, coin stats at the time. And you know, when you're 21, seeing six figures, it was it was quite, quite I mean, yeah, it was quite eye-opening and just, you know, what's possible. And then, you know, just seeing it all dumped down again like a month later. So it was a big lesson there. And what I realized afterwards, and also the crazy thing is, so when I got involved, I was, you know, I was introducing to all my friends, people around me, family. And once once everything dumped, you know, everyone's like calling me, yeah, hey, like, what, what, what is this? Like, you know, you got us involved in this thing and it's just completely dumped now. But what I, for me, what I took from there, it was, look, I saw there was money to be made and I wanted to learn more about the space. And the biggest thing then that I've done between 2018 and 19, it was to research more into the space. I mean, okay, like I've seen there's money to be made. Now I need to see, okay, the reasoning behind it or like, where can I, where can this go further? Started looking into BTC and the models came across. I remember coming across a lot of, lot of different things on the internet. I mean, you know, you, you find all sorts of information. So I get involved in Twitter and following accounts, big accounts, you know, you see everything on Twitter. And then there's more about filtering this through and seeing, you know, what to take in, what to take out. So going to crypto during the bear market, I mean, the bear market was happening in 2018, 2019. Started learning more and more about the space. And then I remember, then there was a time that I started looking into FX as well at the same time. So I, I knew about FX. But I didn't really know, I, I wasn't really involved itself or trading was very, I realized, okay, you know, there's money to be made. So I started off, first of all, with a signal service, I remember, and joined a signal service, but quickly, quickly realized, you know, that's, it's not feasible. You know, you can't rely on another man. You know, what happens, you know, he's not there tomorrow. Like, even though, like, I think, I mean, there was, you know, you could see profits coming out, but it was nothing crazy or like something I could see that is consistent or something that, you know, you can sustain over a period of time. And then I remember taking a retail course in 2019. And uh, I mean, it was quite expensive at the time for me. I was like, you know, I was, I, but I was, I wanted to look into things, you know, where, where, which direction can I go into or where can I get into? And I remember taking that course and it was basically baby pips. Like everybody pretty much done the same thing, you know, charts, retail, Support resistance, head and shoulder pants. But there were also things I would say that I did learn from that first course that I did take and paid for. And it was risk management. And that's one thing that I can still say today is, you know, I never blew an account. You know, everybody using FX or, you know, and then they talk about, you know, we blew like 10 accounts before, all sorts of different things. So in that aspect, I would say I did pay for some courses. But there was always something that I took away from it. I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of money. It's was, it was part of a journey. I mean, everybody starts somewhere. So when I took that first retail course, for me, it was, okay, you know, that's something that I have a genuine interest in. And I can see myself doing this. But also at the same time, like after I was using those strategies for, I think, about six months, it kind of realized to me, like, this is not the right way. Like, I was questioning everything. 
And, you know, if you, for example, if you look at trend lines, you know, for me, it was so subjective, like how one person is seeing it in one way and somebody else is seeing it in another way. Like, how is that possible? Like, how, how, how is that? I mean, there's so much money involved in the space. How are people like just drawing one line, like a trend line, complete trend line, random trend line and expecting price to bounce from there? So I think it's, I've always had that questioning instinct, maybe comes also from my background in you know, engineering. I've always had this thing that, you know, I question the way things work and I want to find the answers for it. So I think maybe that instinct then made me lead onto further digging deeper. Basically, there's money to be made in this space, but this is obviously not the right way, but I want to find out if it's even possible. And going from there, I remember, so this was 2018, 2019. 2019, I was still trading retail. Towards, towards the end of 2019 then, I started having this these doubts that, you know, this is not real, you know, this doesn't work. And kind of, you know, like pushed it away and started looking at maybe other things that I could do. Then what happened was, and but also at the time I want to say, 2019, whilst I was trading retail strategies, I did make a withdrawal. It was about, about 200 pounds. But from what I took from that was I've extracted money out of the market. Even though it was little, but there was that, that aspect that, you know, there is money to be made here. And I always had that thought. It couldn't be a complete scam. I mean, there's, there's ways basically that I don't know that there's money to be made. And also, I remember that there were a few traders I was following at the time, even on Instagram, but they were not trading support and resistance. You know, it was completely something else. Like I could see its levels or something a bit more advanced. And when you kind of realize where, who's making money in the space, the institutions, the funds, I wanted to find out how they are trading or how they are making money in the market. This was 2019. Going on to 2020, then uh, COVID happened. I remember beginning of 2020, March, COVID happened. And I was still in this kind of no man's land. You know, I had graduated university from quite some time. I never worked after that, after university. So I, will, I was keep on doing what I was doing whilst I was at university. My personal shopping, that was going still quite well. But for me, it was always, I knew it's not something that is long-term. So it was always, okay, I have this. I want to build something else off of it. So like, where's the next step? What can I do next? COVID 2020 happened. And I remember everyone was locked down. And then, you know, it was, okay, what do I do now? Do I sit down all day in front of Netflix and, you know, just waste my time? Or do I use this chance? You know, I'm at home. Everything is shut off. No distractions. And really put my head down to something that I can basically make a career out of kind of thing. And at the beginning, I even remember, so I was doing Amazon. So I was, I was selling on Amazon as well. So from the reselling thing, the whole thing, everyone was at home and buying random stuff. So that was quite lucrative at the time as well. So I had to have an Amazon account. I was selling on Amazon first few months. And there again, you know, I realized, okay, look, there's money to be made. I, I mean, I knew, you know, there's always opportunities. But with anything is, you know, you have to dedicate your time and effort towards it. Like I know people, like I know, I know I have friends as well that are making good amount of, like they're making six figures a year just from selling on, selling on Amazon. 
But what I do know is anything, whatever field you're in, you know, if you put in the work, you put in your 100%, you put in time, effort, you know, it can work. I know people making money with all sorts of random stuff. So it's not really about what field you're in. It's more about your attitude towards it and what you're willing to invest. And a lot of people, how they normally see things is, I mean, you guys probably know as well, your close friends, family, you know, you you introduce them to FX or something, you know, well, how I do it normally is, you know, I give them the Baby Pips website and I tell them, you know what, go through the whole course. Just go through it and tell me how you find it. Like, is this something that you could see yourself doing? I never, never, ever hear back from them. So, so that's the thing. Like, you know, everybody wants to do something, but there's a very small amount of people that want to put action towards it that is actually required. And even with effects, it's not easy. Like, you know, you have to have to put in the hours. And yeah, so COVID 2020, then I put myself down. I was like, you know what? I want to give the trading one more shot. Because I knew... There's money to be made. I knew, you know, I had a little bit of, no, I wouldn't say experience, but I had like, I mean, I, I've seen the space quite a bit. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that again. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to really try to find out and try to make it work for myself. And that's the time when I started looking, digging deeper on the internet, trying to find out things and different, basically, I kind of realized the retail strategies don't work. Tried them myself. Okay. But I do know there's money to be made, so I want to find out how it's done. How are the funds trading? How are the institutions trading? And just went from there, basically, started digging deeper, deeper. And honestly, I, I really believe, like, you know, there's, there's so much information on the internet that if you look at the right place, or if you dig deep enough, you'll find answers for anything you need. And yeah, that's basically through COVID times. Just dig deeper and, yeah, just try to find answers. That's it. Nice, nice. Quite a lot to unpack there. Corinne, did you want to jump in? Yeah, man, I was taking notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, while I was listening to, you know, just to intro on the story, I think what resonated most for me so far is the constant search for knowledge. I think that from, and I'm just being honest about my perspective of, you know, how I see Riz in the field and see Riz in the, you know, the FX space. You could have told me, guess how the story went a hundred different ways. And I would have never came up with what I just heard. And I think what I mean by that is we all went through our trials. We all went through our journeys, but I think what you can find most in this story is just the constant search for something that's going to work, but not even just the constant search, but taking the time, taking the hours and refining what it is that you're looking for. And if you dig deep enough, long enough, you'll eventually get, you know, what it is that you're looking for. So it's even resilience. It's a whole bunch of things that I think we all kind of dealt with throughout our course of trading and everything like that but of course you know following Rez for a minute and you know seeing everything because at first when you know, I followed him I was like man this guy has like a lot of Yeezys like man what's up with this and then of course now I understand okay you're a personal <laughs> shopper and different things like that you know I know you always had the you know the the, the clothes and everything down pat even we even joked about you know, previously about different colognes and stuff. So I'm like, man, this guy knows a little bit about everything, but it just tells, you know, the type of person 
that you are as far as just trading in your trading journey. And I'm just honestly just like I say, if I heard this story a million times or a hundred times, I had to guess I'd be wrong about what your journey actually looked like. And not to say that you portray something different than what you've actually done. It just sometimes to me looks like it's just art sometimes like on how you do things but it also is like you said the hours that you spent the time that you spent and that's what i probably got the most out of it so far but keep talking <laughs> now even the whole even the whole yeezy stuff is crazy because for me i had a genuine interest in fashion and in in in, in sneakers itself so how even i got into the personal shopping is crazy because i remember the first the nine yeezy that came out red october's that was the last collaboration that Kanye had with Nike. And I remember exactly Nike had a shock drop and I was on the website and I was trying to check out and it just completely sold out within seconds. And then, you know, you see them reselling for like three, 4,000 pounds. And for me, it was like, yeah. how do I get my hands on these? And then a few years later, what happened is Adidas came out. I know in America, you guys say that differently Adidas. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, this was in uh, 2016, 2016, 2017. And Kanye made a collaboration with uh, Adidas another time. And same thing happened. He released the 750s first. They got sold out completely within seconds. Then the Turtle Dove 350s, I remember, I wanted those. That, those was, that was something that I really wanted. And same thing what happened at that time was Okay, how do I get my hands on these now? You know, they they they're selling out. You know, the bots are eating on the websites. How do I go get on about it? And then the, so the same thing again happened at the time was you know I sat down. I remember going through Reddit and just building a small community of people that you know were in the, within the same looking for the same thing. And then I came across these people and uh, you know they were well, they were working on the bots to basically cop these shoes. And that's how I basically got in. So then, you know, I realized, okay, if I can't get it the right way, I mean, it's not that I, it's not like it's something illegal or anything, but what it was, is just finding a way how to get your hands on those. And the only way at the time was, you know, using bots. And then, yes, we got part of the community and they were using bots. And that's how I started with the Yeezy stuff as well. So it was, the whole thing was just about, you know, I wanted something, I realized, you know, I, it wasn't working there must be a way and that's how I started my whole personal shopping so it went from like you know buying one pair to like buying like then being able to like get 10 for retail at the time and then just go from there and also the amount of people I met on the way just networking and the, the best part was living in London because London is so big and the streetwear community is, it's huge compared to like other other countries. I compare myself to, I can compare it to Germany, for example. I have cousins there and they were like, they're not crazy. There's no, people are not that crazy to spend like thousand pounds for a shoe there. Where example here in London, it could be completely normal. I know the American culture with sneakers is quite big as well. So in that sense, living in London, you know, you had a lot of good connections, good network. And even through that, I made so many people that I know within this, like most of the stuff I never buy for the retail price, I always get under retail just because of the people that, you know, I've helped previously and I still have those contacts today. This is new information to us. Everything I've, okay. So, <laughs> it's so funny because the, 
I don't know if anyone here watches Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Riz's story reminds you of like a modern day Del Boy, always doing something, <laughs> always like figuring it out and always having this like, okay, well, if that doesn't, but with a bit more sort of structure, shall we say, but always doing something, always sort of looking for the next thing, always, or, you know, always n- never standing still. I think that's the one thing, you know, always working on something and always, again, it's something that you enjoy, something that you understand or you're trying to understand and, try, and always trying to, you know, dive deeper and not being put off by setbacks. Like you said, you know, you send certain things to certain friends and then just be like, nah, this, this isn't for me. Whereas Riz looks like someone and has been like someone that will always try and find out, okay, what do I need to do to get to the next level or to, to take it up a notch or, you know, to go to the next level. And I think over time that compounds, shall we say? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, also just the way, I don't know, some people are wired differently. I'm not going to say like, you know, completely, but it's just that intuition or just something inside of me that, you know, I, I think that you should always be grateful for what you have, but you should always be pushing for more. I mean, you should be content as well, but don't be, I would say just lazy or just like, just okay, like, no, 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 this is enough for me now. Or, then, you know, there's not more I can do. I mean, there's so much more we can, as individuals, do not just in work, but in every field, I think there's so much more that you know everybody can do i mean everybody's capable of doing so much more so just yeah just keep going and just keep pushing how much did you learn from the people around you at that time yeah i mean for, for me how I always how i how i see it is always wherever people i am working with at the time is how much can i take in or you know cuz i always see you know people are work very differently and some people are better in one thing somebody is better in something else and it's just kind of okay where can I take in and from what aspect I mean you know I remember at the time I was working with some great great coders you know people scrapping websites and getting data and it used to fascinate me you know like how much is capable and you know we, we were all young at the time it was you know there was there was kids younger than me like 16 17 and getting and getting involved in the space and uh, even what I'm seeing right now I mean on on Twitter as well, I'm seeing 18-year-olds, you know, trading or learning to trade, you know, this kind of style. And, you know, a lot of them message me as well, or asking me for advice and what I can, I can say. And, um, you know, also about going to school, going to university. But I think anybody starting off, I mean, I mean, it's never too late because, I mean, I also, also want to give a shout out to Mr. Gill. You know, if you look at his life, where he is and what he's doing right now, you know, he's working full time up from like six in the morning, like first one up. I don't know. I know he's always the first one posting charts as well. He's working until probably like 6 p.m. Then he comes home. At the same time, you have to remember he has family, everything else going on. And he's still, you know, trying to put in the hours to learn to trade. And I have so much respect for that. I mean, I, I rate that so much, very highly, that work ethic, even at that age. So I feel like there's, there's, there's no such thing as, you know, starting too late. Or too early. Or too early, exactly. I mean, the, as early you start, the more of a head, head start you have, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the more years you can put in. And it's crazy what you see, like, today, like, some of the, like, like the 18, 19-year-olds, they're so switched on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're doing some big things, like, even within the NFT space, crypto space. You know, if you look at under 25s, you know, they're doing, they're doing quite a bit. So it's good to see, honestly. And I'd always support and be an advocate because at the time I would always look 
for where I was for example when I was like 18 19 years I would look for somebody who could guide me that I was for example I would wish I had an older brother but then you realize okay you have to do it yourself and you know when you're 18 19 anybody is looking up you know they're in the right space and you know just looking for advice guidance I think that should be in this space and I think that you guys something that you guys do really well is getting everyone involved and you know regardless of the background where they're from their education that's one thing that I rate so much about this the crypto circle itself it's it's a big community you know you have people from all over the world all ages different professions and it's just everybody's collectively um, looking for you know going in the same kind of direction or you know just looking to expand themselves maybe not even somebody doesn't even want to trade full time for example but just being able to have that, I think, knowledge and using that in other aspects. You mean you can use that in other aspects as well. Like, for example, if you're just buying spot crypto, if you have a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in the hub, for example, you could position yourself accordingly. Yeah, man. Really interesting story, though. Just, just quickly before we move on, it almost sounds like a bit of a fairy tale, you know? Like, you, you, you came out of uni, you didn't get a job, you kind of had some cash left over from your, your personal shopping days and you were doing other things at the same time. You were kind of delving into crypto and Forex and things like that. How was it going down that almost lonely road, you could say, because it is quite a lonely road as a trader? Did you have your bad days? Did you have those days where you were anxious or wondering what the future was going to hold? And how did you deal with those bad days? That's one thing I want to say that I tackled. I mean, I could say literally, I could list like a list of every emotion you can think of. And I went through that anxiety, mm. depression, doubt. And then you have that pressure from your family. Because also with me, I come where I come from, you know, I come from an Asian background. I'm the oldest son in the house. So what does that mean? You know, my parents, so I, I retired my dad in 2019 because he was unwell. He doesn't work anymore. So what, what happens then is in an Asian household normally is, you know, the responsibility comes down to the oldest son. My younger brother, he was studying abroad at the time. So I mean, the amount of pressure I had and honestly, like I know there was times I questioned myself. I questioned, you know, is this, is this worth it? I applied for jobs even. I applied for jobs and it honestly sounds like this is like something made out of them, but I had a job offer even, and it was actually in Germany. But my mom became unwell, so I couldn't go. So I had to, I had to, you know, tell them off. And then, you know, thinking about everything, how I see it is, some things are always, some things happen for a reason. So maybe at the time when, for example, like I didn't get that job, or I, did, I couldn't get, I failed some interviews. And so for me, it was something that I see it now is maybe it was meant to happen for me to be where I am now. So, mm. so yeah, so just going through that time, that lonely phase, I mean, you know, when you're, for the, for the first year, you know, for the first two years even, you know, like the first year of retail account, not really as proper trading, but, you know, not seeing any money being made or, you know, you know, you're, you're investing time in it, but not seeing anything productive out of it. But let's say, you know, you're putting two years of your time, but not seeing anything in return. You know, that will put, that puts like a lot of people off. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, I could, I can honestly say like it's very normal, you know, having going through all these feelings of 
you know, drawdown and, you know, going through a phase where, you know, where you feel like nothing is working. But how I see it is you have to go through that phase in order to overcome it. I mean, you know, if you think about it in any other profession, you have to treat trading the same way. You know, it's a, it's a profession and it's, it requires a lot of work. And you could speak to anybody, you know, any, any professional football or any athlete or anyone, you know, everybody goes through hard times. Nothing great comes out, you know, easy thing. If it was easy, you know, everybody would be doing it. Mm. So it is hard. It is not easy. It can get lonely and it can get me tough. But I can honestly say like, if you grind through it and it's not just trading, it's anything you grind through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, that's all I can say, honestly, on that part. Mm. There's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, man. <laughs> yeah, like it's really anything, really. It's, it, it really is, even with investing, investing is really, really hard. And, oh, yeah. But equally, if you look at it, you know, how I see it is there's choices, okay? Easy choices, easy life, okay? You know, you come home, you know, you work life, you know, Netflix, whatever you want to do the weekend, easy choices. You know, you have an easy life, but you know, you make hard choices and you make it into an easier life. Mm, yeah, man. Yeah. Let's move on to your trading, man, because I don't think we've spoken about that a lot. So, what does a typical trading day look like for you? How do you approach the markets on like a Monday or any day of the week? How do you approach the markets? What, what does a day look like for you? Yeah, no. So how I I figured it out now. But obviously, over time, you see, um, you make like a like kind of a routine I've kind of made now, and how I've seen as well with the, how the markets move. So markets move quite in cycles, and how I like to work is so I put down like I'm like in this work mode for about two to three months I would say, and in that time period, for me. The week is very structured. So Monday to Fridays, I'm at my desk every single day, pretty much. And how my day starts normally, I, I like to wake up without an alarm. And I naturally wake up between 8 and 9 a.m., latest 9.30. And so then I have my morning routine. For me, very, very important is getting my seven to eight hours of sleep. I need to be, because when I'm working, I need to be focused. I do not like... If I don't have proper sleep, I'm not focused on work. I'm not going to be able to produce 100%. So, yeah. Would you purposely not go to your desk and trade if you are not feeling 100%? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, I've seen that from my own experience that when you're not feeling your 100%, if you're, you know, you're not completely switched on or you have something going on outside of your, I mean, within your personal life, that's going to have a big effect on your trading. When I like to trade, I like to be quite free, focused, and, you know, just switched on, like, you know, because it requires quite a high, high level state of mind. That's how I see it. I mean, everyone sees things differently. You know, for me, this is how I see it. And like, for me, I have to be switched on. I need to be focused. I, I need no distractions during my active trading. And yeah, so my day starts off quite early, 8, 9 a.m. Then, you know, I'll have a look at the charts quite quickly just to see what's happened overnight, Asian session, and normally would mark out my levels and maybe set alerts to see where, how price is moving. So then, you know, I'll have my breakfast and then it's normally, like I'll have like a session 
between 10 and 12. And that would be then, you know, just going over what's happened, what I'm looking for. Is there anything setting up right now? I'll trade between nine and five. That's normally like the London Open. Like London Open's at 8 a.m. So there'll be times maybe that I'm working up earlier just to trade London or I just trade the London, New York overlap. And mainly, mainly I trade New York session. That's, that's that I've been yeah. trading over the last year. I think, I think that's mainly, and that works quite well for me. And so I think with trading those, so you have to adjust it to your own lifestyle, what works for you, what works well for you. And just having that structure throughout your day. So, and that works well for me. You know, I'm, I'm up early eight, nine AM London, same time open pretty much trading that London, New York overlap session. And then, you know, during the day, 4 or 5 p.m. is normally the time where I'll switch off completely. I'll turn off my desk. I mean, I'll call it a day. I, I day trade. But for me, what I like is, you know, I like to be positioned, at the, I mean, throughout the, through the day and be done by 4 or 5 p.m. I'll close my position normally. Like 90% of the time, I'll be done by 4 or 5 p.m. I'll have my position or I won't have a position. I'll be like, okay, look, today my setup didn't set up. And yeah, so for me, I'm done for the day. And it's also like, not every day is a trading day, but for me, it's, I have to show up. And that's like normally the phase when I'm actively trading. So I like to see what's happening with price action. But then there's other times as well, like, you know, maybe I'll hit my targets Monday to Tuesday, like within the first two days of the week. And then I'll take it easy for the rest of the week. But normally, a normal day would be, yeah, nine to five, I'm at my desk. And then five to seven is normally, I'll have like an hour rest in between. And then it will be normally gym, get ready for gym, you know, just, and then, yeah, until like I'm back, probably like 8 p.m. And then 8 to 9 again, you know, I'll have a little bit of rest, eat. And then between 9 and 11, it's kind of, I might have a look in the evening what's happening, just light work, or is there anything I need to go over? Otherwise, I'll take it easy, kind of wind down. And then between 11 and 12 is then just time for bed kind of that's pretty much how my day week goes and then i try to keep that routine throughout because i feel like once i am in that structure and in that routine that's when i perform the best that's what i've seen my own self as well when i'm not Mm. when i'm kind of all over the place like i don't have a routine i don't have a structure i can see that having an effect on my trading if i just for example randomly show up at like i don't know random time at my desk and just try to trade at the time and you know, like my outside. I have another thing I've seen is like the habits outside of your training has a big, big, big effect as well. And that's something I've been trying to implement over the last, I would say, like six to eight months. And then also, like weekends are quite important as well. As much as I like to have fun and go out as well, but normally when I'm within that two, three months of active trading, I try to take my weekends quite easy you know spend time with family or you know see my friends or you know go out for a meal spend some time in nature or you know have like a day out and Sundays are usually the day I have for myself I don't like to do too much on a Sunday I like to try to you know relax take it easy I actually love Sundays because it gives me time to prepare for the week ahead and yeah just kind of like be in that calm state before the week goes ahead. Mm. So quite a quite a normal routine, then you know, because I, th- I think when a lot of people ask 
like successful people or just people in general, what does like a typical day look like for you? They're hoping for an answer in which they can replicate. And you know that they, they can, and then they can be successful doing that. But to be honest, it's it's, it's whatever works for you, right? It's uh, like it's just ad- adapt, like in this case, trading, like you said, adapt it to your lifestyle. It's, you, you just got to adapt it to yourself and just see what works for you, right? Hundred percent. Like you'd be surprised, like how actually boring it is. Like it's it, like people think, you know, this is so exciting. You know, you you know you, <laughs> you, can, you can travel with your laptop around the world and trade. That's also one thing I want to say. Like when I'm traveling, like I love I love to like go on holiday or travel, but I will not trade. Like I'll for me that is a time off. That is like you know I don't want to. I don't like I, I, if I'm away for a longer period of time. I like I'll still monitor the market. I won't be actively trading and like you know this whole concept well, you know what's thought like oh yeah you, know, you, you you just need a laptop and you know you're traveling the world and you know you're trading it doesn't work like that. i mean you know it's a, it's a skill that requires a lot of focus even after having done all of the time you know that learning phase going through that learning phase when i'm you know when you're actually trading you have to imagine you know there's you're risking what you're risking you know this it's not a small amount or it's not you know something that is that you can do on the side as well like you know just for example, look at your phone and, you know, just trade off your phone, for example. It's not people think, you know, it's very exciting. You know, you have this crazy lifestyle, you know, you open up your phone or laptop and you're trading from all over the world. It's actually truly not that. It's quite boring. I mean, you know, I know James will advocate as well. He knows as well what it's like, like the day-to-day life. And, uh, you know, it's it's actually not that exciting. It's pretty much, you know, like a normal nine-to-five job or, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Mr. Gill realized that this week. <laughs> he's been telling me, he's been telling me. Oh, but the only the only one thing I would say is people say, you know, for one thing, the biggest thing for me is trading for freedom. And freedom doesn't mean trading from all over the world or whatever. It's more, you know, I work on my own terms. I work when I want to. I work like I can have a day off tomorrow, for example, you know, or I can call myself. I mean, a lot of people that self-employed can relate in that sense that, you know, when you're working, you know, you have to perform for yourself, but equally you can allow yourself time when you want to. So that for me is freedom. That That's the main reason why I trade as well. Is, that's, that's something I saw quite early on as well. You know, once I started, you know, I was having a little bit of doing whatever I was doing, personal shopping is, you know, seeing that freedom and that's what kept me, kept me going. Like that's what I want to, to maintain and once you once you see it once you want to maintain that now you know i don't want to go back to like you know or uh, even though i i have nothing against or like, I, I would never say you know don't work or something because i know a lot of people that successfully work in a full-time job as well but also doing things on the side so it's also like what works for you and how you see things for me it was always for me that freedom of you know having my own working on my own terms and you know, not having to answer to anyone. It's so funny because if you look at Riz's Instagram, you would not believe what he's just said. Because I remember seeing his Instagram <laughs> I was, maybe a couple of years ago. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like he doesn't post a lot, but wherever he does post, well, fucking hell. So we didn't I, I didn't know if he was like a influencer, if it was a fake profile. I didn't I didn't know, I didn't know, right? And then <laughs> I think James, maybe six, eight months ago, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's the nicest guy in the world. Like, And James said it, he goes, he goes, he's a better trader than I am. And I was like, what? Because I know he's good. At least I didn't know he's like, you know, 
good, right? He's like, no, 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 these guys like fucking built different, right? And we were in King's Cross, right? And we went, we went for a drink, went, and Riz was like, oh, I just want to show you a couple of things, right? And so I'm just sitting there. James and Riz are like putting on this absolute masterclass of, of smart money concepts. And I was just like, I wish someone could film this. I wish someone could like capture what I'm seeing right now because I saw it. I saw it very, very clearly in the space of maybe two minutes. I'm like, bloody hell. He just pulled out these like notes, you know, these pages of these notes and this and that. And he's like, I just want to show you this. I want to show you that. And this and that and that and this and this and that. And I was, I was like overwhelmed with the amount of information that he'd, he'd, you know, put across in, in a very, very short period of time. But I think above everything, Riz just comes across as like, you know, the the nicest, most humble, most like generous guy we probably know by far. And he's always awake. It's, it's very weird. I'm like, when do you, you say this six hours, eight hours sleep? But if there's Trust ever, me, I know it's the same thing as if well. There's, if, there's ever like, <laughs> if there's ever like DMs in the group chat that are not, let's, let's just say they're not trading related, right? Riz is always <laughs> awake. And everyone else in America, I'm like, hang on, what time is it here? Because why is Riz awake? Even when it's so, late for me. I mean, someone's always awake and Riz is, you know, is, is a night owl for sure. But I think it's really refreshing in this day and age when you see someone who can again have his feet on the ground but then still have all these you know do whatever he wants in in terms of you know having having a good time and and, and traveling but then when he comes out and says yeah my life's quite boring and stuff it's like i think you have to you have to on the day-to-day it has to be but then when you have a good time you have a good time right so yeah i think he's the embodiment of that and and we're very very proud to have him you know as as as, as definitely part of the, the inner tcc family shall we say so and it's weird because whenever you have events you think oh god Riz is going to be is going to be busy or whatever right he's like yeah i'm free i'll be there which oh i'm like oh you're not busy he's like no, no i'm free we'll come down it's all good so yeah it's a good time man Riz is can't speak highly enough shall we say uh, i really really appreciate the time honestly like for me like honestly like for me you know how i see it is you know if you're around the right people that's like for me at the time when I was learning all of this, you know, it, it was just like a, on my own, on my own, for example. Yeah, it, that's how it was. And then, you know, like speaking to James, I mean, me and James, you know, we back and forth quite a lot. And just now, we, now even now with the wider, all, all of you guys, you know, we pretty much speak pretty much almost every day. And, you know, just having those people around you and, you know, just everybody, you know, on that same kind of mission, I would say, you know, like everyone's trying to do like everybody's in their own own mission, but, you know, trying to go towards the same kind of thing. And that, you know, being around those kind of people, that I think is so, so vital. And that's one thing, like, how I always say is, you know, I like to add value wherever I can and take in from all of you guys at the same time. Well, I mean, there's, you know, for example, Corian is 5 a.m. in the morning, wherever he is at 6 a.m., yeah, he's awake, he's doing this. And, you know, just... You know, that that thing that just, just, you know, that keeps pushing, I think, everyone and having that circle where everybody's pushing you uh, to do to do more. I think it's very, very important. And as, as that's anything that I can say is, yeah, I'm just happy to be part of, part of you guys and how I came across Crypto Circle as well. It's, 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 it's crazy. Like, you know, I, that's how I see it. Is, you know, everything is meant to be, like, nothing happened out of coincidence or something, you know? Like, we're here today because something happened previously, you know? I came across somebody that introduced me or something. And now we are here where we are here today. Yeah. I forgot to mention the the important bit as well is that Riz is also a Chelsea fan. So 
that helps uh, that helps a lot it helps a lot <laughs> now but yeah that's how i like it you know it's it's you know you work hard enjoy yourself you know nothing is guaranteed you know we don't know you know we're going to live tomorrow or not so how i see it you know work hard enjoy yourself no you're not going to go into your grave with you know all the money or everything you do and so how i see it is you know work hard and enjoy yourself mm. i think from not just hearing this podcast, understanding, you know, just more about Riz. And I know you guys have all met Riz in person, but from, you know, like I keep saying my perspective is because, you know, you know a lot of people through the conversations that you have through, you know, what you see. And a lot of it makes sense in a fact for the listeners when I think they hear this, I think they'll see how much Riz allows things to come to him. As far as what most people probably think, it's like, man, this guy's always grinding and out, chasing it. And that's what you're doing, but you're not doing it in like a chaotic manner, right? And when it comes to what people look for, in particular crypto, Forex, and things like that, we've all seen people who are just like complete maniacs when it comes to their lifestyle, when it comes to their day-to-day things. And it's not to say, like you say, have fun when you want to have fun, but work when you want to work. But at the end of the day, I think Riz is a prime example, like most people in TCC, of taking that lane of this is what I'm after. You don't have to be what I'm, you don't have to be after what I'm after, but it's not like a misconstrued image to lifestyle type of thing. Just like anytime I message Riz about, oh man, I'm working on this, that, the third, I just want to get better in this area, that area. It's like, oh yeah, you know, this, that, the third, you know, and it it comes from a perspective that most people aren't like that. And what I'm saying more than anything is most people like to hoard their information or hoard how they got to it. And the people, as I'm getting older, as I'm meeting more people just from all around the world and everything like that, is that the people who are the most generous with their information are generous with the things that they have to offer, typically have the most peaceful, you know, go at life and moving forward. And I think that Riz is a person that really just, you know, exemplifies that among us, of course, everybody in TCC and just people that I meet randomly. But Riz is a perfect example because a lot of people look for, you know, traders who have 60,000 followers. You feel what I'm saying? But in those 2,000 followers, there's all great people who he really can't communicate with. And like you say, it's 18 year olds who might hit him up or people who are just trying to get in the industry. But I think coming across somebody like Riz early on in your career will save you a lot of heartache and headache in this particular industry when it comes to the high levels of success and what most people, like he said, want to trade or want to just travel the world on their laptop and realizing that that's not reality. Mm. Very true, man. Very true. Riz? Yes, sir. <laughs> I just want to touch on quickly. You mentioned something just earlier. I didn't want to mention this, actually. How much of an impact physical fitness has had? You, we were talking about this on the last podcast, actually. Corian, Corian mentioned it with, with discipline in kind of all areas of your life. How, how has that really impacted your trading, like working out, staying fit, and, and, and that kind of side of things? Yeah, no, completely how I see it. So one thing I regret is not having taken my health as important like not putting an importance in my health over the last few years that i should have actually so that's one thing i do regret but it has been something i've been working on since the last i would say about six to eight months now 
and it's had a crazy, crazy. I'm not gonna say like the thing is before how it, how I used to be before is, you know, I'm working from home. I'm in the same environment, and you know, in the evenings, you know, I would just be lazy or just switch off kind of thing. But I didn't realize, you know, the effect it was having on my mental health. You know, when you're in the same same environment the whole time, how detrimental it is. And I could see that during COVID lockdowns as well, you know, you're just in the same space the whole time. And just getting out of the house, you know, working out, and that has such a big impact on your mental health. I mean, I can't I can't emphasize it enough, honestly. Like, and the one thing is with gym, or I would say in general, is you know, you're not always going to be motivated, but you push yourself towards this disciplined lifestyle where you where it's not okay you're motivated to go to gym, but it's more of a, I have to go. And I can guarantee you hundred percent. Like if you feel like you don't want to go to the gym, but you, you do go, you will feel hundred percent better afterwards. There's no fact that once you're there and you're working out, you hundred percent feel better afterwards, even though, yeah, you might feel like, you know, you could have done something else, but I think like that, Physical fitness is so, so important. I mean, you know, that's some one aspect that I've been working on for the last few months now. And equally, same thing is also with foods. You know, what you're taking in, you know, your body is is one, you know, you have to look after it. And if you look at it, compare it to anything, you know, like compare it to a car, for example, you know, you service it with the best oil, best, best service, best mechanic. And that's how I see it. You know, you should look after your body as well the same way. If you only have one body and you know, later in life, if you don't look after it now, you will regret it later in life because, you know, you can have everything in the world, but if you don't have health, you have nothing. You know, they say you can ask like a sick man. He will say, you know, he has one wish and for him, it will be only one thing, you know, just to be healthy. I think we take that for granted quite a bit, just living in the modern world and, you know, where everything is so easy, you know, fast food and you can order food from like straight away from your phone. But I think the importance of eating healthy and working out and just having a healthy lifestyle, and that correlates directly to your professional. Like regardless of what you're doing, you're going to feel better, you know, working full time as well. And I know a lot of people are working like 12, 12 hours, but, you know, if you're skipping breakfast, you're not eating properly, not getting the right nutrients in, into your body, that has a big impact as well. Similarly, you know, getting that exposure to sun as well is the same thing, you know, you feel much better. And in, even though in the UK we don't get as much, try to get as much, much, at least 15, 20 minutes of in the sun when possible. The vitamin D helps a lot. Yeah, man, I think that's a really important point. I think we take our health for granted, our lives for granted. There's been a lot of, a lot of things happening recently, which has just showed us how short life really is over the last few weeks and months with, with everything kind of going on in the world. It's been a bit crazy. There is one question. Yes. Future or Drake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say... Just, 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 just one or the other. Boy. Guys. Just one or the other. I'm going to say for you, where I am right now in my life... <laughs> Bring it home, man. Bring it home. No, 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 no. I'm going to have to disappoint you. Sorry, Dylan. Nah, <laughs> man. Nah, 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 man. Where, where I am in life right now, it has to be future because there we go. There we go. And also, the new album right now is is growing. It's been growing on me. 
No man, it's all right, man. I've got our, I've got I've got the screenshots of our chats. I know I know he's a Drake fan. Too, uh, I, too, man. Of course, is is Drake, but with what he's been posting quite lately, um, <laughs> I, I I have to take a little. I was, back. What was it? What, what was it? Was it Monday this week? Right, I got home. It was quite late. I think it was half twelve, one o'clock, and there was a lot of messages in in one of the chats, and I just saw this one thing that was posted. I'm not even going to say what it was. And I had to look at it a couple of times and it was, it was it's not looking great, man. It's not looking great for, <laughs> for certain, certain, certain people. He has, right gone a bit, he, he has gone a bit weird, man, to be fair, but it is what it is. He's still the GOAT, man. He's still the GOAT. He's still the GOAT. There we go. That's all I wanted, man. That's all I wanted, that sound clip. He's the GOAT. That's what I wanted. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. Nice. I'm happy now. I'm happy now. But now, in all, in all seriousness, just from my side, I think just a nice way for me to add my closing remarks uh, on this podcast is, I just want to thank you, man, to be honest with you, especially I've mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, how last year you jumped on a lot of Zoom calls with me on a Saturday, kind of sacrificed your day, your afternoon on a Saturday to, you know, just talk me through the charts and kind of really school me on this, on this new kind of method of trading. And it completely transformed things for me. And I can't thank you enough for that, man. So I, re- I really do, really uh, do appreciate everything that you've done for me. Most, most, most welcome. Honestly, how I see it is, you know, I'm always happy to help anybody who's willing to put in the work, you know. And uh, it's not just, you know, just handing out like, you know, somebody who's asking to be just be spoon fed or something. But when I see somebody who's genuinely, you know, wanting to learn and trying and, you know, if I can help or add any value to their journey and for them to see things in a different way, like for me, that's the biggest thing. And how I see it is, you know, that that's what gives me fulfillment. You know, like I, I might have certain knowledge in certain aspect, and if I can add value to anybody's life, you know, even if I can open, like even sometimes I post something on my story on Twitter, but even if I can open like one person's eye or just you know they get that that light bulb effect, or you know they just get you know that okay, like I want to try something like you know some people they say oh why are you posting or uh, why you're that you're at the gym, but it's not just that I'm at the gym is maybe, you know, somebody else sees that and, you know, they get that, okay, I want to go as well now, for example, you know, so that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's how I see it. And uh, yeah, so even the Zoom calls or anything, you know, I'm always happy, you know, anybody asks me questions, you know, when I have time, I'll make the time, you know, as long as, you know, I, I know that, you know, I can add value to your life or I can add value to your journey and you're going to take something away from it. And for me, that is fulfillment. And yeah, I'm always happy. I mean, that's what makes me, Happy Lord. If I, if, I, if I can add anything from my side, I'm always happy to do that. So nice mm. for me. And I learned so much from one point. I know it's getting dragged on quite a bit. But no, 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 no. Go, 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 go. Yeah, no, but one thing I wanted, I was going to say equally, you know, what I learned from you, the whole macro IQ and everything. Like I had no, like I was just trading technical at the time. But, you know, when you're combining all of that macro stuff and the fundamentals, that really can take the trading journey to a complete, complete new aspect of seeing the markets on a wider angle. And I remember as well, one thing I remember last year is I remember you showed me this last summer. I think it was when you were, when you had the, from the macro aspect that the dollar was going to rally over the next six, eight months, I think that was last summer and you made a report or something and then you, you showed me that. And I was just thinking, you know, at that time, I remember exactly Euro and pound both had topped. And, you know, they were trending, they were starting to trend downwards. Now, if I had that knowledge at the time that, you know, the dollar is going to rally for the next six months, for example, 
And equally, I can see from the charts that the euro is now starting to break down the, the uptrend. You know, you could position yourself in a way that, you know, you could hold positions over like longer period of time and catch like the bigger move kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so even that aspect, you know, learning from other people, from their expertise and, you know, just putting that, building that picture together, I think, yeah. So even I want to say a big thank you to you as well. Like that opened my eyes in that aspect as well. So I think adding value wherever we can, I think to each other. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah, man, 100%. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Amish, before we finally, 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 finally wrap up, today is actually the season finale <laughs> of season three. What have we got planned for season four? Nothing yet. As <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think when we start a new season, I always, one of the first things I think of is who I want to have at the season finale. We're very lucky that we've had some, some pretty good season finale so far I think this is definitely 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 up there Riz was the only person that came to my mind to be you know here today and obviously he was very kindly given up his his, uh, his time on he's probably got a busy day lined up but, and everyone you know for the last couple of months they've been like oh get Riz on get Riz on and we're like yeah yeah he's, he's, he's going to be on he's going to be on yeah this season's been fun it's been I think there's been a lot of really really great highlights it has been very difficult with a lot of stuff going on in front and behind the scenes and, and you know we we do get frustrated uh, probably I get frustrated myself when you know even I can't make scheduling or, or you know we all have so many things going on you know just not just our jobs but personal lives just life in general you know and, and I'm really really grateful that we try and make the podcast work whenever we can I think we definitely we, me and you've been speaking about it for the last couple of couple of weeks that we really want to start expanding outside of TCC now because as much as we understand what's going on within TCC, maybe people who aren't within the harbour, aren't TCC members, you know, they sometimes they might get a little bit confused with what we're saying. So we definitely want to switch things up a little bit. One thing that people might notice, there was no females on this season. And, you know, I've always said it from, from day one, I'm not just going to have any females on just for a token gesture or, you know, to inclusive or whatnot. It's like, I don't care who it is. If you're, if you're bringing value or we feel that you, we want to listen to what you have to say then we'll have you on we're not just going to have someone on just to, to kind of you know fill quotas shall we say that would be cool i don't really have an idea of any individuals next season but we have the sort of idea of the direction and a kind of approach that we want to take so yeah a lot to a lot to take from this season a huge thank you to tavish as always who does a stellar job and um, especially 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 this week so no it's been good i think you know, we discussed that the next couple of months probably aren't going to be very interesting within the crypto market. So it's a good time for, you know, like we said, just just knuckle down. And, and as much as there are distractions during the summer, you know, find a balance between building yourself physically, mentally. And I think that will reflect on the charts. I don't think there's enough emphasis put on looking after yourself and the people that are around you and, and the important things in life within this kind of trading journey and we want to always highlight the realness of it and then you know what what our lives are actually like um you know i think it's great that you know all of our lives are, are very different i still don't believe that reason's life is boring but you know that's what we'll, we'll say in in on a, on a public platform shall we say but yeah thank you to everyone who's been on this on this season thank you to everyone who supports tcc met some great people over the last couple of months both here and abroad james is currently in spain i'll be joining him on monday next week so we have a couple of it is actually a work trip we do have some work stuff out there but i'm sure we'll fit in a good time as well so 
yeah, really looking forward to the next couple of months, a couple of years. We have a lot of things going on. And yeah, we'll see what happens. Lovely. Send it, boys. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Always, always, always. Corian, Corian, any any final words of wisdom? Off the top of my head, no, I think that this <laughs> season has been it's been very fun. A lot in my life has changed, but you have to constantly, you know, show up and you know, I'm a show there's a lot going on behind the scenes, but even through all of that, like I tell people all the time, the podcast is something for me and us to just, you know, come along once a week and have a great chat about things that, you know, we like to talk about, how we like to spend our time, even though we talk day to day, you know, how we like to spend our time. And, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people are adapting to and really love. And so moving forward, I think for me, it's more about now just elevating myself, elevating my knowledge and so many different things and taking these breaks, you know, like we said, and even away from the charts, away from, you know, the market, even when you can is very important. So that's probably what I'm going to do. But as far as, you know, thanks to everyone, of course, who constantly listens, people who constantly share, people who are constantly participating, even our great guests that we have and all of everyone's hard work, I, you know, greatly appreciate it. And a lot of people tell me all the time, oh man, I I like when you said this. I like when you said that. Most of the times, honestly, I just say what's from my heart and it comes out pure to everyone else because that's what I really believe. But you guys and just this whole platform means more to me than anything at this particular time. So it's just great to always have a at least once a week conversation about the things that you really like to talk about with people who have a great knowledge and our background about what they're talking about, except for when it comes to Drake and Future. And that's all I really got to see. Uh, you're, bringing a, you're bringing a tear to my eye, Korean, man. You're bringing a tear to my eye. But yeah, man, of oh, course. Yeah. So thank you guys for everything. And yeah. I don't know, just the next, you know, six to even 18 months, I think, just as far as the market and everything is concerned, I think it's just a great time for people who don't know to learn, people who learn to elevate. And that's what I would probably say or recommend. Let's go. Let go. Send it. Send, Send it, it, boys. <laughs> boys, let's go. Cheers, guys. See you next season. See you later. See you next season. Take care, guys.